All right, everyone, welcome into episode 26 of the Poor Sports Podcast. As always, it's going to be an action-packed program today. Uh, you're not going to want to miss this one. We've got so much, so much to talk about, and this is our last one before the holidays. So start your holiday season with the Poor Sports Podcast, of course. Uh, we're flying a little bit uh, shorthanded here today. Lee isn't here, but don't worry, me and Jeremy will definitely make up the, the slack on that. And uh, as always, thank you to everyone who has listened, who's contributed on the Instagram at poor underscore sports uh, to things that we can talk about. We always love to hear from you. Let us know there. And as always, merchandise is available. Code CHRISTMAS20 uh, for uh, 20% off your order over $20. Anyways, with no further ado, me and Jeremy are going to go at it and we're going to get started right here, right now. Poor Sports. We are live. We are ready to go. I got Jeremy with me in the studio. Jeremy, say what's up. What's up? Multitasking here in the studio, watching the Leaf game and recording the Poor Sports episode 20. 26, baby. We're here. We're ready to go. Who's number 26? If 24 was Kobe, who... I don't know anyone good who is 26. It's not a very like attractive sports no. number. Once we get to 30, we can throw some goalies and stuff. Yeah. Was Curtis Joseph 30? 31, I believe. 31, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, like I said, it is episode 26 in here. Uh, we are here without you, Lee. We're here without you. We miss you. He might be able to slide in into the last little part of the show, but we'll see. If not, me and Jeremy, we're going to hold it down. Lee's, right? Lee's gone 25 straight episodes. or uh, he, he missed one when he went to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. He's our iron. He's been our Iron Man, and Jake and I will cover this one for yes, now. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, with no further ado, do you want to you want to get started? Yeah, you want to get started? Let's go! All right. So, uh, for those of you who may not know, uh, we do thumbs up, thumbs down right off the hop. Pretty self-explanatory. Jeremy, uh, the week that was, who is your thumbs up to? Thumbs up is the Taylor Hall trade in general. I mean, okay. Eighteen months after winning the MVP award, he's dealt. He gets a first, a third that couldn't turn into a first, and then a couple prospects. The Devils are packing it in. And yeah. that's so unfortunate because they had they were the winners of the offseason. They got Nikita Gusev. They got P.K. Subban. Mm-hmm. They got Jack Hughes. Mm-hmm. They looked like a really good team. So what's going on with them? Is it is it coaching? It's is coaching. It? It's goaltending. It's the piece. Like, P.K. Subban went... I think over ten games though getting a point. Yeah, and you you need him to to be performing for you. You need him to be one of your better players. And then on the flip side, the Coyotes, who for this past decade have been one of the historically not the good. Yes, yeah. and so now they at least on the power play they're going to be lethal with Hall and Kessel. Yeah, that's going to be very exciting to watch. Yeah, and something a little bit odd though, the Coyotes have came out and said they're not negotiating with Hall. This is purely a rental. Huh. So, like, is that saying that they will just be straight up not offering him a contract next year? I think like, that they're kind of aware that they aren't in the big game hunting. Because they also got the Devils to retain 50% of his salary. Yeah, I saw that. So, I think the numbers being thrown around are like 7 years times 10 or 11 million for Taylor Hall. And I just think, Kyle's saying, we're not going to win with that on our roster. And... If you sign Taylor Hall to that, he's going to be 35 at the end of the contract. Like, yeah, it might not. It's one of those. 
Yeah. And so what are now, what are the odds uh, for Phoenix, to, or for Arizona, excuse me, to win the Cup? I believe they're like top five now. I, I think that they are too. So as of it stands right now at the time of recording, uh, Phoenix is first in the Pacific. They have 19 wins, 12 losses, four overtime losses, 42 points. So they're tied with Edmonton atop. Uh, and I, being the casual hockey fan, had no clue. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> They've been like a really good structured team. Yeah. B- both their goalies have been playing well. Mm-hmm. They do have they, they did have to recall Adam Hill or Aiden Hill today, and he's like their emergency goalie. Okay, so any team tends to you should be able to get through a game or two stretch and so on. Um, I think it's an interesting trait. I have I have some New Jersey Devils friends on Twitter, and so you know how how Twitter works now when you see what they like and so on. So I've been seeing a lot of stuff about how they're just like this team is just. There's no energy. There's no, like, it looks like they're just throwing away games. And I don't know. It's it's too bad. It, it's somewhat of a hockey market, at least, right? Yeah. They, so, they had the Brodeur days, and Brendan yeah. Shanahan started his career there. They, they've been a good team. And I don't think the Devils ever signing Hall to a long-term deal was in the cards. Sure. Because with Nico Heeshire and Jack Hughes, that's kind of who they're going to start building around now. Mm-hmm. But it's a thumbs up to because the Devils had to make the deal. Yeah, and it's nice to see the Coyotes go for it. And and the Devils got a decent haul back, didn't they? Pun intended. <laughs> uh, I also like the pun of Hall and Yotes. Hall and Yotes, like the Coyotes. Their nickname is the Yotes, and then the famous band Hall and Yotes. Hall and Oats. Oh. Are they a famous band? They play the Leafs goal song. They're, they're like, oh. our, our parents would like it. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. I've never really uh, heard of them. But then again, I don't know everything <laughs> Maple Leafs. So, <laughs> so uh, I don't know. It's an interesting. But yeah, they got they got a fairly big haul back. I, I, There's a six foot seven defenseman who looks like he's going to be an NHLer. Okay. Which, so that's always interesting. It's yeah. like they don't know how high of a ceiling they have. Sure. And then Nick Merkley, he was a first round pick a long time ago. And... Is there an unconditional first in there? There's an unconditional first and then a conditional third that turns into a first if he resigns. Yeah, I saw that it was like it's a conditional third or da-da-da. When this happens, then it becomes this. And if not that, then this. And, you know, if they make the – if they win the cup or something like that. Then it probably is a first as well. Yeah, something like that. It was very convoluted. And And the first is top three protected. Yeah, I started reading it and said, I don't care. This is is just way too much like – if, yeah. when, then. It's a first and a then. third, and if the Coyotes win the Cup, then we'll come back and revisit it. Yeah. So it, if you were a betting person, which I know you are, are you putting money on, on Arizona right now to even make it to the to the conference finals? <sighs> no. And I know we've seen the Vegas Golden Knights be an expansion franchise yeah. and make it to the Cup final. I still just can't be- don't believe in a Taylor Hall-led team. We've seen it. Not go so well in Edmonton. Not go so well in New Jersey. Is he now, like, are they the Taylor Hall-led Arizona Coyotes? Are you, are you branding them as that? They're not the Phil Kessel-led. I'm even less... Yeah. yeah. I, I have less confidence behind a Phil Kessel-led team. But that's because you're incredibly biased against <laughs> I like Phil a lot, just not as the A1 offensive player yeah. on your team. Fair enough. Is it okay if we move on? It is. Okay. My thumbs up is to my Buffalo Bills, who are 10-4. and four. That's right. They're 10-4, and four, and they are in the playoffs for the second time in three years. I don't want to hear about the last 20 years, okay? The last three years, we've been there twice. We might win the division. It's, it's uh, a little no, bit— No, 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 no. It a pains little bit, me that they can't. It's a little bit far-fetched, I know, but they might win—they they have the, the chance for the first time in a— 
long time. Ninety four. They think have it the, is? they have a chance to win the division. So uh, that's awesome. I'm very happy about that. That just that they're ten and four. The First, Bills are going to win this week. They're against beat the, Patriots. the Patriots. So what are the what's the line on that right now? The, the, I'll check the it. The Bills right now. are huge underdogs. How much? Uh, it was like three to one. I'm checking it literally as we speak. Uh, so right now the Bills are getting six and a half points, or on the money line plus two thirty five. Okay, so it's even went down. I think it was yeah. eight and a half last time I looked. I think people are kind of cluing in, right? The average the average better goes, oh, Patriots Bills. You know, history says Patriots, but. Uh, yeah. So I think over the last five matchups, uh, Brady's thrown more interceptions than touchdowns against the Bills. He's only averaging like 210 yards a game. Yeah. But they win. But he's 5-0. and oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The over-under. Now, this is a fun one. The over-under is set at 37 and a half. So similar to the Steelers and Bills Sunday well, night. And what was the, the Bills-Patriots first game that they played? It was it was like 16-10 or something yeah. like that or 17-10. Uh, right around that range. Um. I have a bold prediction here. You want to hear it? I'd love to. Tom Brady throws the game-winning score, but it's going to be to the Buffalo Bills, and it's going to be to Tredavious White. So, so let me let, let me, me uh, let me make sure I know what you're saying here. You're saying that Tom Brady will be throwing the game ending in a way. Yes. Right? He's, okay, I got it. That's a bold. That's a bold uh, pick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I think uh, I thought that you were going to say he's going to throw the game-winning touchdown pass, and it will be in the third quarter to put them up like sixteen to nine. Not- no, no, I mean like sixteen to nine, and then that's just. I think it's going to be a low-scoring defense grinded out. The Bills have shown that they don't. They're one of the best defenses in the league. Them they and the Steelers are. defense travels, and I get that. Uh, the thing that ticks me off what people talk about the Bills, well, they haven't beaten anyone. They haven't beaten anyone. Well, look, they've won 10 games, so they have beaten. You know, I get that they haven't had those high-profile wins, but they've beaten who they've come out and played against. And Josh Allen, like, give me a break. he's had like one bad game this season, and he has the ability this year, I think he needs two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown to be the third quarterback ever with 20 touchdown passes in a season and 10 rushing. Yeah, okay, fair enough. He, But I've seen a stat that his uh, passing, uh, what's it called, quarterback rating, goes from like a, a very good one, I, and forgive me for not knowing exactly, but I think in the 100 range, whenever he's under duress, it goes down to 30. Ugh. Yeah, and that's bad. So that's a pretty obvious game plan for Bill Belichick, who I'm sure has been watching. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're going to scout the... Bengals. They're you you know the they've been scouting the Bills. Uh, anyways, uh, do you want to move on to... Thumbs down. Alright, uh, do you want to go for it? I... I will go for it. Now, Jake's area of expertise might be the orange sphere. However, it's going to be me giving my thumbs down to a basketball team. The Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis put up 40 and had 14 rebounds. But they lost to the Dallas Mavericks without... The current favorite for MVP in my eyes, at least right sure. now, Luka Doncic, to halt their what was it 18, Four, 18, 18, 18 yeah. game winning streak. Yeah, and now Thursday evening they're going up against LeBron and the Lakers. I would have just loved to see them come in on a nineteen game winning streak. Yeah. to go playing LeBron. Yeah, because that would have been awesome. And the Lakers are on a hell of a, str- a run to like fifteen straight road wins or something like that. And they're both the both of those teams like could theoretically. Break the uh, the Warriors record. record. Of I, I, used to think I wouldn't bet on that, but it could happen. 
I used to think the NBA was the most rigged of all the sports. That's not the case because if the NBA was, the Bucks wouldn't have lost. Hmm. So thumbs down to the Milwaukee Bucks for not getting me excited for this Thursday's game. Do you think there's any chance that LeBron or Giannis sit out this game? No. No, you know why? Because they're not Kawhi. <laughs> yeah. They're not a bunch of babies. And you were saying off air that that game cost you some money. That game did cost me a little bit of money, yes. Because you so, was so it I, a parlay? I, yeah, or? I parlayed all, a whole bunch of the favorites together, and they were the ones that that's, ruined it. Yeah. that's Man, that's pro sports. That's pro sports, and that's the, the frustrating thing. I, I also had a little betting mishap on Sunday. I meant to... Take the Patriots to cover the ten and a half points. I clicked the wrong one, so then I sent sent in a parlay and the Bengals to cover it with ten and a half, and that would that cost me like a hundred and fifty dollars. I was so angry. You kind of deserve that. Yeah, pal. yeah. Sorry, pal. That was sad. I had a late Saturday night. Made my bets early Sunday morning. And uh, I, my eyes were still a little foggy. These things happen in life. <laughs> and what was your thumbs down, Jake? My thumbs down is to the Toronto Blue Jays. Why? Now, because they just signed some Japanese pitcher. I'm just getting so sick and tired of hearing how aggressive the Blue Jays are being. They're being so aggressive. You want to make some money? Put some money on the Jays being aggressive. God, they are so annoying. I don't care about them being aggressive. How many starting pitchers could you name on the Toronto Blue Jays right now, Jake? <laughs> uh, do they have the Canadian guy back again? I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know. It's just, man. They. I'm sorry. They, they've the organizational structure just drives me nuts. And just nobody's coming. So right now, they have six potential starting pitchers. They have Tanner Roark, who he's an he's an MLB starting pitcher. They have Chase Anderson, who's probably a number four and number five in most organizations. They have Sean Yamaguchi, who's the pitcher they signed today. He doesn't have a great fastball, but he uses more of the slider and a, a fork ball, they're calling it. A fork ball. That's great. I'd yeah. love to hear about that. And then Matt Shoemaker, Trent Thornton, and Ryan Barucki. Who who are these guys? They're they're Joes. They're they're Jags. Yeah. Just a guy. So I, I don't. Yeah. So I don't know. It just it drives me nuts. Like, cool, they signed a guy, but I don't know. Like, and so Ryu's supposed to be the guy that Blue Jays are still being aggressive on. Uh, Who? Hyunjin Ryu. Okay. The Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but they're going up against the likes of the Dodgers and the Angels. Why is he coming to Toronto? Yeah, and like, yeah, I don't. And I don't. even if you're the, even if you are the Blue Jays, why are you going to give him twenty million dollars over? Like like yeah. four year four years times twenty. Yeah, You're not gonna do that. That's yeah. gonna. I don't know. The Blue Jays are just disappointing. They are, and yeah, and I've I've said this once. I've said it a million times. There's a market for them in Toronto, and yeah, it's frustrating. I I saw a poll question on Twitter today. Who was the Toronto sports franchise that had you most excited throughout this decade? I would say obviously the Raptors. I, I said the Blue Jays. I guess throughout the decade. Yes. I, I, so, I peaked with the Raptors, but for the success over, uh, I don't know. The, Toronto FC? Yeah. What, we'll ask our users this on, uh, our, our followers rather, on Instagram, because that's a great question. That's a for, great question. For me, question. it was the Toronto Blue Jays. I, I, was, I got to go to a couple of playoff games for the Blue Jays, so that was what I voted with. Yeah, that's fair. 
That's fair. They and man, when they were, it was an exciting as hell uh, playoff runs that they went on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's an interesting point. Over the whole decade, yeah. Anyways, okay, that does it for our thumbs up and thumbs down of the week that was. But stay tuned. We've got uh, the two-minute drill coming up. There was just so much that uh, that happened. We're going to get to almost all of it. But coming up next, I'm going to make you some money right here on Poor Sports. <laughs> All right, it is that time for me to make you some money. On Saturday, December 21st, the 1 o'clock game, the Houston Texans versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to talk about Jameis Winston a little bit later on in the podcast, but I'm telling you right now, hammer the over. The over right now is set at 50 points. Jameis Winston is on a tear. Houston is a good team too. There's going to be a lot of points put up. It's kind of one of those games that I could see one team putting up 40 so, I'm saying hammer the over right now on the Houston Texans and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, now it's time for that two-minute drill. If you don't know, now you'll know what we do. There's so much going on. We just go hard two minutes each about uh, per topic, and uh, yeah, we just kind of discuss what's going on. So let's start off uh, with some football. So the San Francisco 49ers lost again on a last play. So I understand that all of their losses this year, all three, are on the last play of the season. So there was one last second field goal in regulation, one field goal in overtime, and now the Julio Jones touchdown that the last 10 seconds of that game took about 15 minutes because of all the reviews. And mm-hmm. first they scored, but they didn't. And then they didn't score, but they did. And Julio Jones wins it. And then there's two things. Like, that's like, if you're a better and you're watching that game, whether it's the over, under, the point spread, whatever, you're sweating. Yeah, no matter that what. Last second call. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, they got it. Just one more point, and I'm good. And then they kneel because there, there's yeah. no there's no point in them kicking the extra point exactly. or going for two. Exactly. It's, oh. it's, it's heart-wrenching and it's stuff like that. It happens in basketball betting all the time, right? The garbage time. Your team that you bet on is up 20 points and you've bet them at, let's say, let's say 16, right? And then garbage time comes in and they only win by 14 because garbage guys come garbage in and, times, yeah. and hit two threes. Well, big, and big even in fantasy football... Yeah, in our league, the guy had like a sixty-point lead going into last night's game, and then Drew Brees puts up a performance of the ages. Yes, if you you were going up against a Drew Brees, Michael Thomas stack, that yeah, that's been a nasty combo the last two weeks. Yeah. So with that being said, let's move on to Drew Brees. Congratulations to him. He is now the NFL all-time leading uh, touchdown passer, which is for now. For now. I think he'll end up with it. But Brady but. could throw three touchdowns, and then Breeze could retake it. And they'll go It'll back be a and fun forth. Story it will be. And that, I think that's pretty cool. I swear that the two of them are just trying to outlast one another. That, that's what Breeze is doing. Or, Bra- like, either or. They're just saying, as soon as he sits down, I'll play one more year. Yeah. And what, then I'm guaranteed. What were you more impressed by? Him passing Peyton Manning and Tom Brady to become the all-time 
touchdown leader or him going 29 for 30 and getting the single game completion percentage record? Macro, obviously, the 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 touchdown passes. Micro for one game. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. And the only pass he missed, he didn't have his feet completely set when he threw a flat out to the running back. Oh, he said so, that he said in the post game that's gonna haunt him forever. Oh, I'm sure I'll be fine. I'm sure he'll <laughs> get over it. Uh, it. Yeah, it's, he's incredible uh, to still be doing this at 40. And you thought that his arm was gonna fall off. I did. It did last year. Yeah, and uh, there's still game. There's still time left for it to, <laughs> <laughs> to happen this year. Um, he, he got to take a couple games off because Teddy Bridgewater came in. That's for- true. That's true. So he's got maybe a bit more gas left in the tank. And you see that video uh, that Reggie Bush took. Of Drew Brees taking like mental reps on the field by himself, and like Reggie Bush like snuck in and was like, "You see this? Like, if you want to be great, this is what it takes. <laughs> you know, this is how you become an all-time great. You kids want everything easy. You can't get it easy. This is what you gotta do. I don't know, something like that. But I don't know. It's just a neat video because Drew Brees theoretically had no idea that he was Reggie Bush was there, and so he just kind of captured it in the moment. But, um. Yeah, very it, cool. Very cool that Drew Brees uh, got it. Um, I think he'll probably end the season with it. I don't think I can't see the Patriots just the way that their teams. Now does Peyton Manning year. come back to get? No, he won't. He won't do that. Nah. Uh, the, nah. the Saints made me some money last night. So right before the kickoff, I went on to see what this spread was. It was eight and a half points. The Saints were favored by. I wasn't too interested in that, so I went down to six and a half points for a little less money. Yeah, but uh, after the first quarter, I was kind of kicking myself. Yeah. Of course. They of were course. on fire. Well, and then was it, wasn't it, uh, it's Booger, right? Booger McFarland, the announcer. He goes, uh, Michael Thomas is not going to beat you on a certain type of route or whatever. I, uh, gosh, I wish I remembered right off my head. But, you know, he's not going to beat you like that. And then he beats you like that, like right <laughs> after. I, Booger's I'm, right up there with Jason Witten for just an awful announcer. He's bad. He's bad, but we'll move on. Uh, so talking about Drew Brees, let's talk about his uh, replacement in San Diego, who was Philip Rivers all those years ago. And now there might need to be a replacement for Philip Rivers. Yeah, there might be. We were not quite sure. He, he's been non-committal on his return to Los Angeles. I keep wanting to say San Diego. Yeah, of course. Did uh, I, say, I think I said San Diego earlier, too. <laughs> uh, so Philip Rivers hasn't looked good. Eight, eight turnovers in the game on Sunday. Yeah, that's 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 unbelievable. If you, <laughs> I wonder what the. <sighs> can you bet? You can bet turnovers in a game, right? You definitely. Of can. course. That, I bet you that was the most all season. Yeah, I would. I would think. Uh, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, he's, at least by one team. So uh, he might not come back next year. I don't know. I'd like to see him. He's he's been a guy who's been you know a a good guy for you know lack of a better term. But Tom Brady to the Chargers is another thing I've. He could end his career similar to LeBron's doing. Go to L.A. Oh, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. Move don't from know. east to west just like LeBron did. I hope not. I hope not. But anyways, yeah. From, we'll move on from one turnover-ridden quarterback to another. Jameis Winston. It's like the fourth game. I think he started the opening drive with an interception. Yeah. It was nuts. But, but... The last two games, he's thrown for over 400 yards, becoming the first player in NFL history to do something like that. And if he gets 854 more yards through the next two games, he'll pass Peyton Manning's single-season record for passing yards in a season. Although, 
It's going to be very hard to do that without Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yes. They're both out with hamstring it injuries. Will, yeah. So RIP if you had them in your fantasy leagues. Yeah. But uh, that if he was able to do that, then he would go down like as just that piece of trivia that... You know, who has the most passing yards ever in a single season? Oh, uh, let's think. Dan Marino, uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Jabriz. No, no. Aaron Rodgers? No. No, it was Jameis Winston in 2019. What? Yeah. You know, that. that's how you I'll win. be cheering for it. That's how you win a lot of... Uh, a lot of bets sitting around a bar. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know? Put that one in your I'll back bet pocket. You, I'll bet you a beer right now. You don't know. You don't know who... Uh, how, is he in second place right now? No. Well, he's still got 800. I'm sure someone's within 850 yards of Peyton. Yeah, that would, yeah that would make sense. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, we'll move from kind of a funky story to a sad a one. A sad story. Josh Gordon... Flash uh, Gordon. Flash Gordon. So is it is it just weed that this guy keeps getting suspended for? So, if you, sorry, if you missed it, Josh Gordon has been always been struggling with with what they call substance abuse. I don't in Canada they just call it smoking weed. Uh, in America they have a different whole version of it. Depends what state you're in. Depends what state you're in, and he just can't seem to, as Stephen A. Smith would say, get off, off the, the weed. weed. And so he's been suspended again. And Adam Schefter. The NFL reporter said that this could probably be the last time that this Eighth happens. Suspension since he's entered the league. See, when I saw that, I was like, "No, it's not." Every time that you hear it's going to be his last suspension, he just gets reinstated again. He hasn't looked good this season. That's just it. He, yeah, 2013 was a long time ago, guys. And yeah, I feel for the guy because how much money do you need to be paid to stay off the weed? Honestly, I just and, it, but like th- this one was worded a little bit differently. They said it was a performance enhancing drug that oh. he was busted for, as well as something else. Huh. So if it is just weed, then I say NFL, get your act together. If it's more than that, then I say Josh Gordon. Like that's too bad, man. You've, you've obviously well, wasn't he? He said that he was drunk at games before and stuff in so, high school. Yeah. So obviously, there's everyone battles with their inner demons. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and. You know, you feel bad for a guy, but, uh, you know. We hope your life picks up off the field, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we'll move on uh, to Urban Meyer. If you missed it, Urban Meyer, a famous college coach, uh, is going somewhere next year in the NFL, it seems like. There's speculation to the the Cowboys, but he was in Dan Snyder and the Washington Redskins uh, owner's box for their game. he, he He used to coach Terry McLaurin. Yes. So that was what and, they were saying. And Dwayne Haskins. And Dwayne Haskins. That would be the combo. Washington's, yeah. Quarterback. Um, I don't see that happening. I, I, I Just anytime there's potential jobs coming up, Urban Meyer's going to be around. It's the big name. It's like John Gruden was for the longest time. Yep. If Washington's making that decision, it can't be a good one. I don't trust their decision-making at all. Washington's decision-making. Yeah. I think the only way that he would go there is if he said, I want exactly what. I want. Yeah, I don't want to have to talk to Dan Snyder. Ever. Yeah. Ever. But, yeah, I don't know. That's that's just a dysfunctional friend. I hope that, I don't know. I'd be curious to see what their over-under on wins goes from next year if they get him. Versus. I don't know. I don't think they win more than five games regardless of, unless they take a quarterback. Haskins is not Yeah. who we thought he might be. No. He's this year's Josh well, Rosen. He, isn't he like 20? He's younger. Let him, let him be 20. Let him be a 20. Anyways, uh, so we'll move on from one dysfunctional franchise in the NFL to another. The Cleveland Browns, the only team in the NFL without a winning record this decade. 
And Jarvis Landry was this, the player this week saying, telling teams to come get him. Come get me. Come get me, man. Freddie Kitchens has to be. If, if anyone wants money on that, let me know. Yeah, Freddie, Kitchens, Freddie Kitchens is gone. gone. And if you think so, if you think not, message me. Mm. Message me. You can <laughs> message me. Urban Meyer's going to be in their box next week. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would love. I would love that. That would be hilarious. Um, they yeah. need a coach that like does timing throws with Baker and Landry's a great receiver for those kind of. Yeah. Well, you see, Freddie Kitchens said, "I don't care about my future." Something like, "What do you think about your future here?" I don't care about my future. You know, kind of the Bill Belichick. We're on to wherever. Baltimore. Yeah. They're gonna get smoked this week. Yeah, they. Yeah. Lamar Jackson just went off last week, right? Uh, I guess almost a week. I yeah, guess it was Thursday, Thursday night, but yeah, they, yeah. Anyways, that's a lot of football talk there. Let's move on to the, uh, let's move on to the ice. So there's two people that, well, three, actually, there's a theme here. We're going to talk about Mark Crawford, who's currently not in the NHL, Ilya Kovalchuk, who's currently not in the NHL. And it's, what's the first name? Something Hosang? Joshua Hosang. Joshua Hosang, who's currently not in the NHL. And they're all temporary, in my opinion. Yeah, it would seem as such. So uh, Mark Crawford's been out due to this whole kind of backlash about what uh, he did to players. He choked Sopel, and kicked. Avery. Yeah. There's a, there's a laundry list of players' names. Mm-hmm. And that it might have been quite abusive in his coaching ways, coaching mm-hmm. methods. Yeah, and but so they came out with a statement today. The Blackhawks and Mark Crawford jointly, Blackhawks released one, and then right under it was Mark Crawford, and they pretty much said, "Yeah, Mark Crawford realizes he messed up." Okay, he did that. He realizes he's not realizing he messed up now. I see. He realized he messed up ten years ago. So very anti Bill Peters. Now here's the thing. Oh, so sorry. Keep going. Keep going. So he realized he messed up ten years ago, and he's. Trying to rehabilitate himself through. Now, didn't you say to me that he had uh, went and saw like uh, anger management and stuff like that? Yeah. And this was ten years ago or whenever it yeah, was. Yeah, he's, and he's till the, to this day he's still going to still dealing with it and so on. So that would be the the big anti Bill Peters because Bill Peters did the whole sorry I got caught. Yeah, he did not care. He did not care. He was sticking to his guns. This is who I am. This is what it's all, like, all about. Whereas I think uh, that would be the the clear difference, um, in my opinion. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, so he's coming back January 2nd. Okay. And it, they, they kind of said as long as he's going to keep going to his classes and not get caught for anything else. Well, hopefully not do it, right? Yeah. And not get yeah. caught. But yeah, I get that. Uh, so then move on to Ilya Kovalchuk. He got... Termi- his contract terminated. because Finally. Because he's an older player... The Kings aren't going to win with him ever. They're not going to re-sign him after. He's getting paid a whole lot, lot of money, so no teams were going to take him at that salary. The Kings really didn't want to have to swallow this whole contract, but finally did what was right. He hasn't played since, like, November 10th or something. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to eat 6.75 mil, I think it is, for this year and next year. Okay. And he supposedly has quite a lucrative deal on the table from a KHL franchise. Yeah. yeah. However, he wants to win in the NHL. Yeah. So I predict... Well, if you, you were him, would you want to go all the way to China and Belarus and whenever you could be? In if the that's States? home, I mean, I get it, but I, I don't, I don't think I would. You're talking about the Winnipeg Jets franchise leader in goals, despite never playing for the, for the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jets. Jets. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I think he's gonna end up in Boston. Okay, interesting. Brett Ritchie's been on their second line right wing. 
and has not worked at all. Hmm. If you can take Kovalchuk for $650,000, yeah. you should probably just try that out and hope it works. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough. Uh, okay, Joshua Hosang. Uh, this was a story I really wasn't that familiar with, so why don't you just take the lead Yeah, on? and it's just like a little bit minor story, so we won't spend too much time on it. He's an incredibly skilled hockey player. Uh, for you Lee fans, pretty similar to Jeremy Brocco. I think he's even better than Brocco. Uh, been very successful down in the AHL. Has like 100 points, 120 American League games. Really thought he was going to make the Islanders out of camp this year. But in Barry Trot's system, you got to be giving it your all. Every time that like Leo Komarov and Matt Martin both made the team over Joshua Hosang. Yeah. And it's not because they're more skilled. Yeah, sure. So he sat out the first third of the season effectively mm-hmm. and is now asked for the Islanders' permission to come back and join the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Okay. And hopefully. Hopefully he goes off for his sake, right? Yeah. No. Because he's a, like, I, I've loved him since his junior mm-hmm. days. He's one of those guys that's just been on your radar. Yeah. Uh, So we'll move on. Uh, Talk some hoops for the last little bit here. Uh, Drew Holiday uh, is allegedly on the block. And this is funny. I was listening to an interview today back from Summer League. Uh, David Griffin, their general manager in the Summer League, was saying he could be MVP this year. He's that good. He's that good. And now they've lost like over 10 games in a row. Drew Holiday's on the block. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Uh, that team is just... He's I'm a worried. good player. I like him. He's a good player, and he's he'll be a good player on on a good team if he gets moved. I think that's gonna. I think that they know his worth, and if they hold on to him for this year, because he signed a deal, they have him for a while. It's not this wouldn't be a rental by anyone. But so bringing it to the Raptors, would you trade both of your point guards for Drew Holiday? Oh man, that's an interesting one. No, because him and Van Vliet. But you kind of get like because like Drew Holiday is probably. A better long-term starter than Fred. Yeah. And long-time starter than Kyle. Yeah. But... That's an interesting one. That is an interesting one. I, wow. I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't think the, the Pelicans do that deal other than expiring. But, like, yeah. Fred's not even making that much. I just don't... Ew. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. I'm, like, I'm attached. I'm, I'm, I am emotionally invested in Fred Van Vliet more than I should He's be. He's gone after this year. I think so. I think so. Because apparently they want to hold cap money for, for Giannis. Yeah. The Giannis sweepstakes. Don't know if I love that play, but it is what it is. Anyways, speaking about Toronto, today, on the date of recording, is the 15-year anniversary of the Vince Carter trade. 15 years ago, the Raptors, in my opinion, pulled off the third worst deal in Raptors history. Okay, what's up, Pyre? The Tracy McGrady deal, and the, this is he, all by Tracy this, McGrady just left though. No, no, they they got a first round pick out of them. Okay, so this is all based on win shares. I, I read this article on the Athletic today. If you're not subscribed, go subscribe to the Athletic. They traded Tracy McGrady to, for a first round pick in 2005 that turned out to be Fran Vasquez. Win shares into Toronto zero mm-hmm. out 48.2, and then they also had. Uh, Bastin, TJ Ford, Roy Haber, and Rasho Nesterovich going out for Jawai Nathan and Jermaine O'Neal. That was 1.3 win shares in and 41.6 win shares out. A lot of that's Roy Haber, and it was actually the Pacers who made that pick, but Toronto had to do it on paper because of the NBA draft pick trading rules. And then you got the Vince Carter trade. If you are a first-time listener to this podcast, 
I hate Vince Carter. I just hate what I don't hate him as a man. I hate what you know how he has this folklore in Toronto, right? He turned his back on us. He said, "I'm not dunking." He was whispering other play their plays, Toronto's plays to the other team. That is that is just downright pathetic. That's that's and he wasn't going to dunk no more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's just not giving in his all. I understand like how he went to his college graduation on game seven, seven in the playoffs. That's yeah, I don't know, whatever. But you know the fact that he was whispering plays to their team completely turned his back on the the locker room, his teammates. I understand that there might be organizational like issues that happens in every sport all the time, but to whisper plays to the other team. And then to come back with such a, uh, I don't know, like you had done nothing wrong, such an entitlement. To me, it just always irks me, especially whenever we had someone. like. And I get that we had to trade DeRozan to get what we got, but DeRozan always wanted to be in Toronto. He was Mr. Toronto. This is what he wanted to do, right? And the comparisons are never ending. Both shooting guards, both scored a lot of points. Both were probably fringe all-NBA players, right? Both non-efficient and, from three. Yeah, and and but one of them gave it his all and was so upset that he had to leave, and the other one just couldn't wait to get out. And now, now that he's older, he wants to be welcomed back with open arms. And I just, I just, oh, it drives me nuts. It just drives me nuts. So I get that Toronto is this nice guy town now, and you know we're throwing flowers to Kawhi, and it just, it just drives me up the wall. I wish we were more like. Boston sometimes. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I wish we were more like Boston sometimes. I can't believe you said that. And I, I don't like that there's like the whole revisionist history, and now they're going back and saying, well, he didn't really mean that he wasn't going to dunk, or he didn't really mean he yeah, wanted no, out. Yeah, no, shut up. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Watch the tapes. He completely quit on the, the franchise. and the, the, You can hate the general manager. You can hate your coaches, but you also, you're hating your teammates at that point. And I get that there is some anger on Raptors fans because they uh, they got SFA back for him. Like, nothing. Like, nothing. But, you know, I don't think that would have really eased the pain. Like, he still forced his way out in real dramatic fashion. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So he signed a six-year deal, and then like, other than the 76ers series that they played in the playoffs, the most success the Raptors had with him was when they almost beat the Pistons without him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, it's I don't know. It's a frustrating story. It's one that I'm. You Is know, he a top ten raptor in your book? I think he has to be. Yeah, a top ten easily. Top five, I would say. But don't ever tell me that he's the top one. Don't ever. He was the best dunker. But even that's debatable. Well, Jamario Moon. Well, that's even debatable <laughs> with Jamar Ross. and Terrence Ross. And I guess Jamario Moon. But <laughs> I loved Jamario in-game, Moon. In-game dunks. No, Vince Carter definitely has it. Um, but anyways, anyways, that's enough. He's got enough space in my head. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Anyways, that does it for the two-minute drill. Now I'm all fired up. Anyways, that does it. Two-minute drill. Done. Stay tuned for my bet because I'll win you some money. So this might not be the normal sports fan jare betting music. However, it gives you a little hint at where I'm going. Tennessee Titans, New Orleans Saints this week. The Saints are a three-point favorite. The Saints just destroyed the Colts, who are in the same division as the Titans. They're just a three-point favorite, but you could take the Saints to win by as much as eight and a half, I will go. That's your bet right here on Poor Sports. 
through the magic of technology, we go from Jeremy and Jake to Jeremy and Lee. Good to have you in, brother. Didn't want you to sit the full game out, keep the streak alive, right? Yeah, I'm out here pretty much Cal Ripken, uh, Cal Ripken looking for the Iron Man streak. Uh, I guess Patrick Marlowe is another good example there. Yeah, I don't know if I like that one because he sat out the first 25 games this season because he wasn't on a team. But I still I still have him scoring more goals than Wayne Simmons, me versus you bet this this year. Yeah, that's uh I can't believe how bad Wayne Simmons has been this year. Oh, and I saw that coming from a mile away. So what I thought we'd do here, third segment we always do a little something new or something that we don't do every show. And with this being the last show before the holidays, I thought that we could possibly do the biggest villains in Toronto sports media of the 2010s. What do you what what say you, Lee? I I actually like that. There's been tons, right? There's always the villains, right? It, it's always like you can't have a hero without a villain. Yeah. So the villain plays an integral part in most storylines in, in sports. I asked Jake this a little bit earlier, so I want your opinion R- real quick on something kind of related. Biggest, sure. biggest Toronto, like what? Which Toronto team gave you the most joy watching this in the this past decade? This past decade, uh, I would go with the. Uh, I'm a little biased, right? Because I don't really like all Toronto sports, but I like TFC. Uh, the year that they finally won the championship with Giovinco, Eltador, and Bradley, and those guys who stuck around to make sure they won, that uh, was really cool. When it was at home too, it was the year after they just had lost to Seattle. They got their revenge and beat them. Jake brought them up as well. Jake was between them and the Raptors, and I I brought up the Blue Jays because I went to a couple playoff games, and they they were a very likable team. And when you have a likable team, the 162 game season is amazing. But when you have a team like the Blue Jays currently, you just want it to end. Yeah, I can't stomach a 162 game season. Hey, they got the Japanese star though, right? Yeah, we we did mention that in the two minute drill a little bit. Um, so Lee. Who is one of your sports villains in Toronto sports over the past decade? Uh, I'm going to try to do one from three different sports. So I'll start with hockey. I'm going to go with Daniel Alfredson of the Ottawa Senators when he was there. Ooh. He did. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, like this is going back further than the 2010s, I believe. But when he did the stick throw, the, the mock stick throw for Sundin, yeah. that, yeah. that was always pretty, I thought, pretty funny looking back on it. Um. Did he? Did he even make it to the 2010? I think he. Yes, I, I, I want to say so. I want to say is maybe 2012, 2013. I maybe with Detroit, not with Ottawa. Yeah. Right? So, so it was. It wasn't like he wasn't here for a long time as a villain in the 2010s. Yeah, but I. Yeah, you also know, gotta give me the fact that I just got my car. Killed, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, Lee. That's. You know, you get no help. <laughs> okay. So for me, hockey, I'll stay in the division. Single player. Brad Marchand, that long-nosed, great hockey player who's doing so well on my fantasy team. Yeah, and he still even got booed at the uh, World Cup of Hockey when he was on Team Canada still. He's still booed in Toronto. He was making comments about the Leafs' contracts and, oh, just the worst. Him and the Boston Bruins. Who do you think – do you think he's more hated than Char in Toronto? Yeah, I would say so over the time. Like, even last year with the whole Marner thing, when they were talking about that, and he's like, I think Marner's a great player. She paid a lot of money. Like, just like the little stuff. Like Tongue that. in cheek. Yeah. But Chara, he, he has the whole, like, Ottawa backing behind him, too. Yeah, that's fair. 
I don't know. Those guys, they, they have been a thorn in the side of the Toronto Maple Leafs for the last decade plus. That's for sure. Um, very good players, but I love to hate them. And if I didn't have them, I'd probably be lost for looking yeah. for someone to hate. I'd have to hate J- Jack Eichel. Guy's a yeah, stud. He's, yeah, he's so good. So, Lee, let's go to a different sport. What, what's another Toronto sports villain that you have? I'm going to go MLB. And I know everybody's already saying it because it's got to be one of the most famous ones. Brunette Odor, Texas Rangers. He, he punched Batiste in the face. Yeah, and he tried and he tried to – there's still like – that still went under the radar. He tried to throw that ball at Batiste's face. I'm still convinced of it on that double play because that ball rolls all the way into left field, right? Like you don't do that unless you're looking to hit someone, right? Yeah, that, that um, makes sense. Got- so I, that, that, that's who I think I – think, unanimously with the Jays, although like you could pretty much say anybody on the Yankees, they'll pretty much boo, but the problem is, that as bad as they are right now, there's probably more Yankees fans than Jays fans there. Yeah, in Toronto, that's for sure. Uh, so I had Odor as well as the guy I would have picked as the Blue Jays sports villain. However, I'm going to go a different way, since you kind of stole mine. That doesn't happen very often, Lee. Um, I'm going to go with ownership of the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, that's a great call. And this is like more so lately, but even like five years ago or whatever, when they let Anthopolis go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that was like I don't even like the Jays, and I just hate the ownership there. I hate them. Yeah, they're they're, they're brutal. Uh, they they're penny pinching. Uh, they don't give the Blue Jays as much money from a TV deal that other teams would get from theirs because, well, they own the TV station. Yeah. So I I think that even though like the Jays should be on the upswing in the coming years with like some really good prospects, they still could be benefited by a better ownership group. I think. Well, yeah, because they still need a pitcher. That Japanese pitcher is going to be a five starter, maybe in the bullpen. That doesn't help you. You don't have a one still. No, yeah, you don't even have. I don't even think you have a two or a three. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so. What others you got? I, you're not gonna go basketball, and Toronto doesn't have a football team. Golf or soccer? You say golf? Yeah. <laughs> trying to just like rack my mind here. <laughs> um, it's gonna be soccer. And anyway, who's listening to this who does watch TSD, I gotta think that you already have it in your head from the Montreal Impact, Nacho Piatti, left winger there. That guy, I when I was a season ticket holder there. They played twice. He ruined us twice. He lost twice at home to Montreal, both to him. He was just hated. He was like, I, I, it was a different, that was like the year that there was the disrespectful sign that was at the TSC game. Like, they hate Montreal so bad because it's a 401 derby, right? Like, that's the rivalry. And it's just, they hate Nacho Piatti, that is for sure. I'll take your word for that. I'm not a big uh, MLS guy, unless it's the huge names coming over from Europe. Yeah. Um, so... I'm not going to go soccer. Big surprise there. No way. I can't believe that. Wait. For, let's go back for a second. The, Maybe Jermaine Defoe because he's a loser and he left. Yeah. Happened. He was going to be a bloody big deal. Yeah. Um, foot, I, I was going to say, going back to golf, is it uh, who's the guy who came in and won the Canadian Open? Or he was talking about not caring about the Canadian Open because of uh, he only wins majors. Oh, Brooks Kapka. Yeah, that that could I, be the I golf. Told, I, I told you guys to bet on him in the summer. <laughs> and they, he was going to take it seriously, and then like by the first day, he was already like 12 shots back. He said he didn't care. I was like, I hate you. 
Okay, so I'll go some basketball then, okay? You gotta give us the basketball. And since Jake's not here, I can get this in punch free. Yeah, let him know. <laughs> LeBron James. Whoa. Like I said, every good hero needs a villain. And LeBron James being his villainous self who put the Raptors out of so many Eastern Conference playoff rounds, he did cause them to change the way they looked at their team, though. Yeah. So they always said, we can't get over the hump with the team as is constructed. So they went out to get Kawhi. So this is like a LeBron, you're a villain, but you caused us to get Kawhi. So thank you, maybe? Thank you, but I still kind of hate you kind of thing. Yeah. And then just like a laundry list of other things. I have Brian Burke. I have Paul Marner. I have Gary Batman and the sports media in general. Because I think sports media is starting to kind of figure it out. They did pretty good with Kawhi and left him be for the most part, I think. Yeah, until it was time to maybe him resign and they had the helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> you can only hold us off for so long. Yeah, sooner or later you got to be who you are. Okay, so that those are our Toronto sports villains, and we'll make sure Jake posts his on the Instagram. We also want to know who yours are, so we're going to make sure we post up on the Instagram, and we want to hear from you who are your Toronto sports villains of the 2010s. Still to come, though, we have Lee's bet, and he's going to make you a lot of money. Hey, I helped you out already, so <laughs> stay tuned. Lee promises, stay tuned. <laughs> Lee Kuznich here. I thought you guys that win with the U.S. team. Boy, was it stressful. But we got it. So I'm going to keep going. We're going to go to the NFL on Sunday. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Dogs. They are at home and they are dogs. They are plus three against the Cowboys, who looked good last week, yes. But they're coming into Philly. It's going to be cold. Take, take the Eagles plus three. Let's roll to the bank. Let's stay hot. Lee Kuznich for sports. Happy holidays.